0: You're listening to spartan up podcast we're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful no matter how they defined it
1: welcome back to spartan up podcast we're in the pittsfield barn the amy barn i'm surrounded by uh colonel nye sephra joe marion behind the camera the producer makes this all happen and uh this interview is with bart yasso Bart has a really interesting job title, the Chief
0: Running Officer at Runner's Magazine. Great. I think he created it himself. Yeah,
1: pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, so you got to interview him? And got to um, interview
0: him. Uh, he told me some amazing tricks on how to get across country.
1: How to get across the country. country yeah,
0: without spending much money.
1: Fantastic. So well, if you've you have ever you thought of crossing mouth? the country, <laughs> if the, if uh, the, check that's us. a problem for you. <laughs> there we go. I like
2: crossing. <laughs> well, for the rest of us, it might be a problem. But anyway.
1: <laughs> so let's go see what Bart has to say about that.
0: We are here for Spartan Up podcast in the Bahamas with Bart Yasso, yeah, has, chief yeah. running officer for Runners World magazine. Okay. And uh, he's got a really unique story that we're going to dive into here. How the hell do you end up as the chief running <laughs> officer for Runner's World?
3: Yeah, Joe, I don't know. It's been a crazy journey, but a fun journey. You know, I, some of the things that helped me out tremendously were doing crazy races like Badwater. Like oh. I committed to doing Badwater back in 1989, back when I was a 146 miles as a work assignment for Runner's World. Because they said no one else on staff is going to go out and run 146 miles through Death Valley. So they said, I'm part will. So of course, I did it.
0: When that, was that? that when, what, what That was 1986. 1989. 1989. What year yeah. did that race start? I think it was the third year of the race. So and it went back
3: when it was 146, we went to the top of Whitney before nice. they cut off that section. They cut section. off that top. Yeah. yeah. I, I was
0: happy to end it before the top.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I got you. But doing things like that, running 100-mile races in the Himalaya, you know, I, I, I never said no to anything. Anything Any they threw on my plate, I accepted it, embraced it. And loved it, and it paid off. It, it worked in my so But how, did, my... how does that happen? How
0: does a young person um, just get into it? I know why I got into it. I was being chased. Right. Um, but why did you get into it?
3: You know, I was in that point of my life, 21, 22, I was either going to continue down this path which wasn't a good path of alcohol and drugs, or I was going to turn the other way, and thank <laughs> God I turned the other way, and then I never looked back. You grew up you know, in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, but you know, back when I picked up running in the mid '70s, everybody was running 100 miles a week. So if you wanted to run the Boston Marathon, you had to go out there and run 100 miles a week. But there weren't a lot
0: of runners. There weren't a lot of runners. But the ones no. that
3: did run ran no, a lot. No, we ran lonely 23, 24 mile runs all the time back in the '70s. But we loved it. And you know, I when I did my talk last night on the cruise ship, people asked me about motivation, and I always said I. I had the motivation. I had to like hone myself back that I didn't go out and run 40 miles every day. I was, I, I just loved it. You had energy. I had energy and, you Tell know. Tell me
0: about the drugs and alcohol, though. How did yeah, that, that
3: happen? I made that mistake at a young age. Like, and, like teens? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I always say when you hang out with people similar to what you're doing. So I was hanging out with people that were yeah, in the drugs and alcohol and I thought, I thought it was normal
0: to be drunk no, they every say, day and they but, say you're an average of your five best friends yeah so you had the wrong five I was, friends
3: i had the wrong five friends i realized that at a young age thank god i made that change best thing that could have happened to me saved so my you, life. Ju- you
0: just you just uh pointed something because i'm a father now and um so i just have to make sure each one of my kids have has the right five friends that is exactly right joe
3: and I know uh, I, I watched your son do that 50-kilometer race in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, so I know he's got some good friends. He's got some crazy friends. He but got he's got some got. crazy friends, so you got them steering in the right direction. But it is true. You, you you become like-minded. So when you're in that haze of where I was, I thought it was normal because the people because I was hanging out around. with was normal. Right. but. When I was able to
0: step away and look at what I was, the lifestyle I was leading, and I I didn't want to lead that lifestyle. So, how does that happen? Let's say, let's say, well, let's wait for this uh, vehicle to go by. Hang on one second. Clearly, they have no respect for podcasts. (laughs) The podcast,
3: the
2: uh, four
0: wheeler backdrop, I like it. So, you're in the middle of this um, bad situation with these Uh. wrong friends. Most people can't. See that they're in, going down the wrong direction. How'd you, how'd you do that? Yeah,
3: I was lucky. I think it was uh, a couple of people really close to me, like my mother and uh, you know a close friend. And then I had a my best friend growing up was in a serious car car accident because of how drunk he was. I mean, he actually stepped out in front of a car and got hit. So a major, event, I, a major event, did it? Yeah, I, may, I saw him in the hospital with tubes and literally on the edge of death.
0: Said and looking uh,
3: into his eyes, I was looking into my eyes, right. and I said, "That's going to be me," and I didn't want that to happen. And wake I really, up call. yeah, it really was a wake-up call, and that was right around 1976. And uh, I just got into running just to get in shape. I didn't look at running as a sport. I was going to do another sport, but I but I looked at running and get in shape. And then I did that first race, and then I was hooked. I loved it. To, you know, I played a lot of other sports, but. The clock doesn't lie, you know, you, it's you and your hard work versus the numbers on that clock when you cross the finish line, no matter if you're running one mile or 146 miles. clock doesn't lie. It doesn't lie, and, and you, you get the payback for the hard work, and that's what I fell in love with the sport. You're not judged by anybody. Your hard work you, so puts you've been, it out So you've
0: there. been running, I have this right, 34 38 years, years. 38 years. Pretty steady for 38 years. And you're yeah. still running how, how many miles a week?
3: Uh, I, you know these days I go to the gym more spend a lot more time on my bike I've always been you know I did the Ironman back in the days and uh, c- cycled across the United States by myself twice so I've always Love done it. other
0: sports is that was that awesome or what oh yeah. the
3: best athletic experience of my yeah. life yeah. cycling across the United States I did it twice by myself and it was uh, incredible right yeah when I, I finished that first time I got I came to work the next day I always commute on my bike to work so I cruising a the Runner's World office on my bike the day after, you know, I just rode 175 miles a day for 18 days and they didn't think I would ride to work the next day and I was like, I said, believe me, if I had the time off, I'd go, I'd go ride across yeah. country again well, well, right now. So but I waited.
0: A t- so you came, you came west to east. I did both times west to east, yeah. I went, it, it I went, east, I went east to west. You were tough, Joe. It, it was, there's this was, thing <laughs>
3: called prevailing wind. <laughs> I know. And then it's called prevailing headwind
0: I <laughs> when, had, <laughs> I was stuck in Kansas where I, I took some friends. One of my friends died on the trip, but I. We, we were uh, standing up, pedaling as hard as we could doing about four miles an hour. Yeah. We parked our bikes outside of a pancake shop, went inside to get pancakes. We came out, our bikes had blown Whoa. about a mile down the road. So no. yes, I agree. Trust me,
3: going <laughs> west to east is the way is to go. The way to I go. mean, I still ran I didn't know there was, was a rule. I
0: didn't know about yeah.
3: it. Yeah, see I had a uh, an older gentleman who used to hold the record for over 50 for riding cross country and he was a guy that said here's what you gotta do and he set me up and kinda guided me a little bit but then i did a northern route which you know do the southern route if you're really trying to break records i basically went from seattle to new york city I started a little north LA. yeah see that's that's a longer journey
0: you know what i think um... i hit some serious hills in the beginning (laughs) serious hills and um... You just assume it's going to continue like that. So I could see why people might not go that way.
3: Yeah, see, when go west to east, so you hit a lot of mountains, you know, you start out right in the Cascades and yeah. the Bitterroots and uh, you hit the Rockies and, you know, you hit the whole range, uh, but are different ranges. But I thought the hardest part was Western Pennsylvania. Because after PA, you hit PA the stuff. plains and then you get to Western Pennsylvania and there's not a piece of flat land anywhere. I You're going PA, up and PA. down. I did PA. Non-stop. I went through those old towns of Breezewood and Bedford and Pennsylvania and more. Oh, but you stopped in PA. You didn't have to continue. No, no, I continued. You yeah, went to New yeah, York City. Yeah, yeah, I went to New York. I actually went to Asbury Park, New Jersey. I just okay. say Seattle and New York City yeah, as right. a focal point because people know where I'm talking sure, about. Sure. But uh, I start a little northwest of Seattle and finished uh, in Asbury What's the fastest Park.
0: time people will do now from... from um, oh, man, they're what? down to like eight days. Oh, eight I mean, days? when they are it yeah.
3: seriously with the crew. I was by myself both so times. doing the
0: 300-mile days? I w- yeah, it's pretty right.
3: serious. I was averaging about one hundred and seventy five a day, hundred and seventy a day. Which is right, I had no. packs on my bike, you know, I'm yeah. doing it by myself. But it just having that opportunity to cruise across oh, the country it's the greatest way to see Taking the country. all the yeah. people, yeah. not only the topographical changes, but the cultural changes. And you actually see it when you're cruising along at 16 miles an hour can't versus see the car. yeah no they don't they, you, you you i get you don't it. get the personalities when you're on the interstate you get the personalities when you're on the country roads and you go yeah. into the stores and buy some snacks and fluids and when you're by yourself you got to be self-sufficient so i would always meet people and uh, man it was so interesting awesome. but by far the most athletic fun i had until today
0: when, when i Spartan did my race. first
3: ever Reebok Spartan race awesome and, and thanks realized, for throwing the
0: sponsor in there
3: oh i love it <laughs> Okay. I didn't realize I don't have the arm strength I thought I had when I got to those ropes and that one high wall that you have, and then I had to do burpees, and I don't do burpees in training, so burpees, burpees are hard when you don't do them. Maybe they're a little bit easier if you do them a little let's more. Let's take muscle.
0: it. Why don't we go for a 26-mile run? We'll come back for the second half of the podcast. I like that, Joe. All right. Let's do it. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. is there a correlation between the running the biking across america the spartan race you did today and success in life yeah joe i really
3: believe in what i physically see it the great runners i meet i meet the olympic champions world record holders in running with my job at runner's world and they always you always find out that they all they were successful at a very young age and they committed at a very young age i you know when i talk to olympic gold medalists the, the common thread they always have is they knew when they were 12 or 13 or 14 years old they wanted to be an Olympic champion. When I was 12 or 13 or 14 years old, I was lost in a haze of drugs and alcohol. I, I, did, I had no clue what I wanted to be, but they did. Now later in life, when I got straightened out and became successful in running, it did pay off professionally. It
0: translated and, to professional. Yeah, and, yeah. and
3: and you know people doing the. You know, a Reebok Spartan race that at a high level, I guarantee you, you trace their roots. They're very successful in business because it takes that commitment to do your races at a high level, and they're using that commitment throughout their life, not just being a Reebok Spartan racer. They're doing it through everything. Somebody said
0: Somebody said to me, um, you've got to think like an Olympic champion before you become an Olympic champion. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying, right? These guys. I, I exactly Joe. Yeah,
3: and, and using yourself as an example, I mean, you started this thing you know if you went to somebody if like if you went to reebok in those very first days and said oh we're going to be on a cruise ship with 800 spartan razors we're going to take over this whole island and go crazy they would have said joe are you you're sure about crazy, this Jeff, yeah. joe you're a little but, crazy they everybody but pretty much you said had Jeff. that vision and were able to pull you know bring it to life if you don't have that vision and think down the road and think of success, nothing ever happens.
0: Well, I mean, vision is one thing, right? A lot of people have vision, but but execution right. uh, is another. And um, it's hard to execute, right? Because it's a lot easier to stay up late, have a few extra drinks, wake up late, yeah. maybe not... That's the easy one. That, that, that's easy, right? Yeah. It's hard no, to execute and stay on point. I totally agree with you. But still, you, if you don't have that vision, you can't create
3: what you created. So... You have that vision but then you have to have that other word and that's that passion to want to do this. And I can tell you thrive off of seeing people accomplish this oh, stuff. Oh, I
0: love seeing people healthy.
3: And that's, yeah, yeah. that's but you do you, you must
0: you do too, right? You, I,
3: I thrive on it. I thrive on it. But yeah. it's taking your passion and living vicariously through like today over eight hundred people out there doing it, but you do it yourself. So yeah, you feel like you're you know, you're part of the game. But I, to see people accomplish this is is fun to be part of it. I think I
0: just like to torture people. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? They I just, pay you when you get the torture room. That's yeah, unusual. I just like the torture room because I know at the finish line, they'll like me. Yeah. They might not like me till the finish. You know this with every yeah. marathon, right? It, you, yeah. You say to yourself, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Even when you start a business, why did I do this again? But then when you get to the spot you're going, you, you, you're thankful. Yeah. The finish line
3: is always a celebration. The fun is the journey, how you got there, what you committed to. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, that's what it's all about. And we are a community of like-minded people. Right? Yeah. Hanging that's over nice, here at the barbecue, yeah. Yeah. you know, everyone has this fun crazy idea on what we think is normal, which, you know, other cruise ships would think it's abnormal.
0: Do you think it's weird that we have no alcohol on this trip and and we're only eating celery and carrots? <laughs>
3: That's what I'm doing, to be quite honest, <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink alcohol, but I, uh, I follow a pure vegetarian diet, so yeah. yeah, I'm on there eating the fruit and the vegetables, living a good life. I know the typical cruise ship is the newlywed, the overfed, and the nearly dead are the okay. three demographics there that are usually yeah. on a cruise ship. This cruise ship is different. Yeah, uh, this is a different. pretty fit bunch of people on a cruise ship,
0: and it's a lot of fun to be around. They certainly didn't expect rowing the boat.
3: No. They did not was, expect that. Took it to another level. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you're awesome. Thank you, Joe. Oh, thank you so much. Yep.
4: Thank you Joe. So back back to Bart Yasin. Blessings. You like Bart. Blessings. Oh, it's so nice to hear you say that. So, you enjoyed Bart. Stay in the pocket. Oh, stay in the podcast. Um, yeah, Bart's a, a lovely guy, super accomplished, um, obviously pushes the limits. Is, Had a dark a past. Great. I don't, yep. yeah, let's that. Had a dark past, kind that. of
0: drinking drugs, right? Like a lot of endurance athletes, and they, they shut it down and then take the addiction per- tendencies towards uh, endurance sports, yeah. Like yeah. something healthier.
1: That, that's actually funny. Let's stay on that for a second because that comes up now and then in these interviews. We talk to different people who say that. And I think about myself and my propensity towards the edge with things. And um, I've never had those problems, but I've always done these things. And I, I wonder if I didn't have outlets like that, if I would do stupid things. And um, you know, is yourself, you're a pretty extreme guy too. Would you say that, uh, that finding an outlet for that energy is a good thing?
0: I think, I think you, you nailed it with outlet. I think people like us that have this um, drive and fire that can't be put out and need, need things ferocity, to go doing. So ferocity and, <laughs> yeah. and that and and young kids that don't quickly find that. Mm-hmm. For me, actually, it was cycling at a young age. Um, yeah, what did what they turn to? Yeah. So right. It's, it's, it's funny. Is there, I, an I element,
2: don't is there an element in there about embracing? We say embracing the grind all the time, but is it embracing the pain? I mean, because yeah. these guys are on drug. You know, if they're addicted, if they're drinking, if they're on drugs. There's a large. No, well, of pain well, endur- in there, endurance endurance
0: releases a lot of drugs into your brain, right? When you're out right. doing long distance stuff or or anything that. Um, that requires that push through, all of a sudden the Brains drugstore releases all that mm-hmm. stuff. So you're getting it, yeah, right? And, yeah. and it's just a healthy way you're getting it.
1: And you look at like, I think about you know, the, the rock star thing about these guys who have everything and then they still need to go out and, and do ridiculous things. I think it's, it's um, a lot of people, and, and Bart would say the same of him where he's done these incredibly extreme things, it's because you just have a different threshold for what makes you feel alive. And like I need to be out doing something really nuts to feel like I'm alive. If I'm just doing normal stuff, I go crazy. And I have, I have a nephew that's gonna be the coolest kid in the world, and this kid has so much energy. And I think please don't Wee! make that kid sit in school all please. day. All right. I just wanna grab him and take him because I know how hard it's gonna be for him. And so I'm gonna try and channel him into outlets <coughs> for this. You know, right. Instead of waiting till he develops problems like some people do, get him doing crazy stuff. and. Um, sorry, I'm gonna tell you one other anecdote on this. Uh, a friend had a kid who did develop some drug issues. And I said to her, you know why? Because you made him stop doing all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you said, don't jump off the roof. You're gonna hurt yourself. Let the kid jump off the roof. Like, he's a kid who needs to do these things. Instead, he got into drugs and yeah. alcohol, now he's out of it now and he's in, on a better path. But I really think that we need to stop trying to protect people who need to be out doing stupid things.
0: And, and give kids stand-up desks in school, Yep, right? Yep. Can't uh, trap them in these little desks. You're laughing, but you get am laughing about
2: things that. I'm laughing about let the dumb kids be dumb. Absolutely. <laughs> no, there's, no there's no
4: such thing as dumb kids. I know what you mean. No, but I think, I think it's a really an important fact. Like, for me, I went, again, I'm not trying to, but I went back to school for education because I don't understand why in your formative years when you're building up your entire muscle structure that you're sitting there. Listening, so, oh, I'm wearing any, for any of you listening, those are my bangles that I refuse to take off. Blessings. Re- re- refuses Blessings. the word. She's been asked several times. <laughs> Blessings from, from the bangles. <laughs> no, but I think, I think it's true. Like you either have these kids where every morning, Joe, your kids are working out, right? I bet you they're more focused in school and they're chilled out because they've released all that and you need to do that. And when you don't do that and then you say, all right, here's some bad food. Here's some stuff that turns straight into sugar. Now sit, don't exercise and let me try to teach you something that you're not interested in. I mean, who in their right mind is this a good model for? And no offense. Teachers try their best. Not, I mean, I get it. Blessings. Blessings. <laughs> Bart Yasso, <laughs> Bart Yasso. I was Bart about to say the same. So, so Bart, here's
1: a great guy, incredible guy, actually, really, really interesting, <laughs> fascinating, <laughs> engaging guy. Clearly found the outlet he needed. Uh, whether it was running, and as he said, running was never worked for him. He just ran and ran and ran. Cycling, that was an interesting story that you guys swapped about uh, him riding one way across the country, riding the other, and yeah, yeah, right after yeah. That it might not yeah I the went, the I went
0: the wrong way. He yeah. went the right way. Tailwind helps for yeah, sure. Yeah. We had a tailwind. Not again, not to get off um, his story, but we had a tailwind one day, which I believe I talked about that. Um, just pushed us yeah. for miles and miles. We were spun out. We couldn't pedal any faster. So, um, if you are going to cycle cross country, go west to east. There that's that's the, the uh, tip there. Oh, yeah. that's a great yeah. excellent.
2: Um, would, it, would it help also to drive from like Maine to Florida, so you're going downhill the whole time? Yeah, that's that how it works? That's Colonel K- works. <laughs> and I are <laughs> that's resident <like> geographers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be topography.
3: Uh, well, topography.
2: well
1: topography. there you go, topographer. Okay. Geo- um, so I think I that think <laughs> actually it was a joke, <laughs> uh, so, but back to Bart, um, one of the things that he said that I loved is he said, I just didn't say no to anything. And that's how he got the job. Right. He yeah. said, Thanks. you know, when it, when it came time to have, have somebody go do something else well, Bart will do it. He said, yeah, I'll do it. And so what? he just got this reputation as the guy who will do anything.
2: Well, he said, that's how he, he ran the bad water the first time. Right. Yeah. All right. He just knew no one else was going to sign up to do it. So he covered it. Ran. I, I think he said 89. So yeah, I believe somewhere. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, 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 you in said water. it started 86. I
0: don't know what year I did it, but it was 100. And I want to say 136 degrees yeah. or something. My shoes melted and my shirt melted. This
2: is yeah. in the United States, is the United yeah. States. It's the Death um, Valley.
0: Yeah, Death valley. Yeah. It's the lowest elevation to the highest yeah, elevation. Yeah,
2: yeah, but it's, that's, that's, that's pretty uh, severe weather, though. It's pretty tough. Le- le-
1: legitimately, you have to run on the striped white line because it's the only way your shoes won't melt. Wow. The minute you step on the black, they melt. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. So, so, so having, so Bart's, I'm having flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Bart's done that he's ridden his bike across the country. He, w- the kind of mileage he was putting in was astonishing. But what I love too, is when he asked what kind of mileage he's running now, he didn't just answer with a number. He said, no, I've, I've switched. He said, I'm doing some other stuff now. Yeah.
0: doing more you strength. Get, get more old, yeah, and, get a little older, right. Yeah. Get, get a little smarter. Um, not that I don't think there's anything wrong with running or yeah. biking, but, um, plus when you have a family, you can't go out for six, yeah. seven, eight hours, which is required to do those long distance yeah. events. So that said, you now know how to get across the country uh, by foot or by, or by <laughs> by bike uh, with very little money. And um, you know that going from Maine to Florida is downhill.
3: So. <laughs> it, is, it is on my map. You can probably do it <laughs> a
0: skateboard.
1: <laughs> awesome. So uh, if you want to learn anything else, pretty much I think we've covered everything there is to know about anything now. But uh, <laughs> we'll find something for our next podcast, which you will find on SpartanUpPodcast.com.
2: Thank you for listening to another epic story of success.
4: Find show notes, video, and audio from this episode at spartanuppodcast.com 077.
2: Or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan.
4: To find a race near you, visit spartan.com.